gets colder My eyes goes thin as I get older Piece in pieces, bloody and bruised I feel so helpless and confused Cause I hear screaming on the left Sometimes I'll do two or three more updates that day. Sometimes I'll do five or six if it's like yesterday where the research is just really incredible. Um, so the, the, the big update is really uh, a McCabe now running FBI. Um, for people who watch the series, they know of, I've had a long-running personal battle, sort of like a Les Miserables type, you know, Javert battle with Andrew McCabe since 2010 when I defended a, uh, a Muslim kid against uh, McCabe's uh, fake terrorism uh, that he wanted to, uh, he wanted to get some publicity for. But, um, so Comey, a, a lot of my, about half of my presentation, Comey just built about a 10, 10 foot concrete foundation under with his testimony. 
the series started when True Pundit came out and said these 650,000 emails that Huma, um, Huma Abedin had on our server um, had all this classified information, and they quoted a, a chief of detectives. Um, and I, throughout the series, said that there was a scheme by which called a sinking, BlackBerry sinking or desktop sinking. Uh, and what happens is, is you walk outside or if you, well, if you set up your laptop, you can, uh, when you send a, a message on a BlackBerry handheld device, and it's still used in Congress, it's still used in the House of Representatives, it only was stopped used, BlackBerries were um, uh, discontinued in the Senate only last summer. Uh, they're still used by the armed for forces. So this is really important, the State Department really? and so forth. Yeah. So they're, they're by the, but if you do set up somebody's laptop to sync, that doesn't that person might not know that this uh, lap this BlackBerry is syncing. So you get all their email. So it becomes a very subtle way of spying on somebody and getting all their email without them knowing about it. Right. Now I'm not saying that's what Hillary Clinton did, but that is how uh, Comey first said in his te Senate testimony that. Uh, Huma Abedin was forwarding hundreds of thousands of emails to Anthony Weiner for printing. Um, that would have required him to her to forward 425 emails a day on average uh, for uh, about six years or, or more since 2009 till now. Um, uh, it's either 245 or 400. I can't remember which, but it's a lot. And of course, she wasn't doing that. And that story fell through uh, well, that pretty quickly, hurt. almost. Yeah, Comey, Comey said that, and if you, you Google Comey's testimony and just uh, Google Huma uh, and, and Comey for the testimony, you'll see where he says she forwarded hundreds of thousands of emails to Anthony Weiner. Right. Literally, within minutes, people did the math and said that would be impossible that she could be doing all these other things and forwarding all these emails. It must have been BlackBerry Sync which is what I've been saying in my series for about 100, well, more than that, about 150 days. Well, two days later, and this didn't get any press, two days later, the FBI came out with a statement and said it was BlackBerry Sync. It wasn't forwarding. It was BlackBerry Sync that, right. that was responsible. So that was about that. half of my – the FBI, after Comey was fired. Then Comey gets fired. Then the FBI quietly sends out this email, and you can Google this, quietly sends out this email uh, or statement saying, no, it was BlackBerry Sync. That's how uh -huh. it happened. Right. So this is Huma. This is Huma just walking outside or even inside if she's not in a secure uh, communications facility at the State Department. She didn't have a top-secret clearance, so this would normally be syncing all the time. Um, and then it would automatically be forwarded through BlackBerry's Network Operations Center, which is in Waterloo, Canada, and then it's forwarded down to Chennai, India. So this is one of the things Steve uh, Jobs said is a security hole for BlackBerry because they forward all the things, all their emails, all the messages through Chennai, India, uh, and that's, uh, that's a danger. You can Google Steve Jobs saying that. Right. So there's lots of different opportunities to hack. And if you're talking about everybody in the State Department using this, all the people in the Army, Navy, Coast Guard, Marines, uh, it's very dangerous. 
because you could yeah. be doing a Navy SEAL mission and they all know you're coming. Um, so this is a bad thing. And um, uh, so anyway, I, I identified that. Well, I also matched this up with FBI documents that say that there's 19 different people using Blackberries outside of their State Department account. And I show this FBI document in my, um, in my, oh, I'm getting a buzz. I show these FBI documents in my presentation. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm getting a buzz too. We're going to have to ignore it, I guess. Yeah, just ignore it. Um, sometimes I get that every time I go on a radio show. But anyway. Um, you know, wait, because, you know, this isn't how my, when I'm getting a call, when I'm a, it doesn't so they must be doing it to your phone. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting a lot of, I'm getting a lot of, this happens all the time. <laughs> when I, right. when I called, calling in for a pizza, this doesn't happen. But uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, it must be good information, though. You know you're over the target uh, when this kind of thing happens. Sure, um, when they try to sabotage so, every interview. Yeah. Oh, it's all. I've had uh, volume go up and down, and go real loud, and then real soft, and all sorts of weird, wacky stuff. And the, the intermittent right. buzzing and the real, real bad audio. But anyway, I'll try to just speak over it. Right. Um. The. So there's 19 people in the State Department uh, that have these blackberries. Now the other thing I've, I've done recently is shown how people who might not have been in the State Department still had their phones configured and uh, by Hillary Clinton's what they call trusted staff. Right. Hillary Clinton's trust, trusted staff. Well, you say, well, who is that? Well, she actually says in an email, if you Google trusted staff, Hillary, or WikiLeaks and trusted staff, you'll see right. the trusted staff email. And she says, can one of Anthony's trusted staff bring the phone, the secure phone? So Anthony Weiner has this group of people that are somehow IT people that are trusted, okay? Well, mm -hmm. in my series, I show these Awan brothers. One of the Awans, this Imran Awan, actually has, who's working in the Congress, actually has the, has the iPad of Debbie Wasserman Schultz. And someone sends her a message just saying, oh, just ask Imran, he has her iPad and password. She's trying to log back into her account. And they right. say, go to Imran Awan. So the, the, the email says, have somebody from Anthony's trusted staff in D.C., you know, send this secure phone. So the question I have right now in my series is, is Hillary Clinton's, is Anthony's trusted staff the Awan brothers? That's the question. Right. From Pakistan. They're from Pakistan, right? Yeah, they're from Pakistan. Um, it's not just Pakistan, though. Uh, it's also that they seem to have an intelligence background. Uh, uh, Pakistan's intelligence service is called ISI, very close to ISIS, by the way. Um, and, yeah, they have a lot of, uh, on, for instance, Imran's Facebook account, he has a lot of uh, clerics, Muslim clerics that are radical Muslim clerics, he has a lot of people with rebels with, uh, you know, machine guns and, you know, kissing the uh, ISIS flag. And he has a lot of uh, pictures of either his father or his uncle who's involved in border security, which is notorious for drug running. 
up on the Kashmir border between Punjab and Kashmir. Punjab is one of the four states of, uh, of Pakistan. So it's not just it's not just these guys were making one hundred sixty thousand dollars a year each. The four brothers and they they uh, were one of them was twenty two making one hundred fifty seven thousand dollars a year. It's not just that. It's it's the fact they have twelve companies, twelve houses. They've also got ties to Pakistan with all this radical Islamic militancy, and they've got ties to this drug trade. It just doesn't look good, you know. It doesn't look good. No, it doesn't look good at all. Yeah. But these guys are still roaming around, right? What, isn't one of them still working for? for As a contractor, they were. Two of the brothers were fired. Two of the brothers were fired. Um, Abid and Imran, but then Imran was hired back as a contractor for Debbie Wasserman Schultz, and she still has not denied that. Um, so the problem Who here is that. Is woman? that Well, you know she was the head of the Democratic National Committee and had to resign because of the leaks and so forth. Mm -hmm. But she looks like she was the key person in hiring these people and giving them access to, you know, passwords and so forth. And then Jackie Spear on the other coast, you know, uh, uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz was in Florida. Uh, Jackie Spear on the other coast and kind of just south of San Francisco, her district in California, she has a letter that I put on my website that asks for top secret clearance for five of her staff. And it would be these three of Wan brothers and, the, and their two wives also work for Congress for $160,000 a year, which really? is unusual that a, a husband and wife would work. But then all but two brothers with two wives all making one hundred sixty thousand and a younger brother that's only twenty two making one hundred fifty seven thousand plus another brother uh, Omar Awan making one hundred forty seven thousand um, and no one can, well, how there's many no of these do we have now these Awan brothers well there's four Awans and then there's an Alvi and a Sova S O V A. But uh, what I published today was a, con- a link to the congressional directories, and I'm talking like the printed directories, right? Mm-hmm. Not the ones that you can, you can add stuff later on electronically. And I challenge anyone in the last 16 years to look at the last 16 years to find an Awan or, or find uh, an ALVI, A-L-V-I, or find a SOVA, S-O-V-A. Now, there are some on the electronic websites, but in these printed, uh, and you can go on to Amazon and buy these, the congressional directories. One's printed by the government printing office. The other's printed by a company called uh, uh, Washington Monitor. They put, it's called the Yellow uh, Book, like Yellow Pages, only it's a yellow book. It's a lot cheaper than the uh, government printing office one. But look at either one, and somebody send me a, a message and prove to me that the wants, and you would think if somebody worked there in the Congress for 14 years for 80 different Democrats now, they're not just not just 30, but 80 different Democrats that they supposedly work for. Somebody would have a picture at a picnic, you know, an annual summer right. picnic of yeah, here's Imran with with my kid or whatever, sure. and sure. nobody's produced anything. Nobody's produced anything. No. Well, do you find their names listed in there as working for them? I just looked about 10 minutes ago. I didn't see any of them. Um, 
And I'm talking about the printed book now, not not an right. electronic, you know, uh, uh, cover your tracks kind of thing. Um, and, you know, I've had uh, two reporters for Rolling Stone write a hit piece on me. They were going to say I was anti-Muslim. Then they found out I defended this Muslim kid against Andrew McCabe, so they dropped that. And now David Brooks, uh, who runs Media Matters, is doing a hit thing on me right now. Um, today, Media Matters uh, I, connected to uh, David Media, Ma- Media Matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All right. So, and David, David yeah, Brooks is famous from, from every side, eh? Yeah, David Brooks is famous for moving money and charging 7.5% every time he moves it. So I'm not saying he's a money launderer, but he does seem to take an awfully big chunk every time he moves money. Well, I imagine it has to take a lot of guts for anybody to come out and try to attack you because of your investigation. I mean, it is so thorough. And how many how many investigators are working for you, would you say? Well, I have 27,000 subscribers. I would say of that, I've got 1,000 people that have done uh, a couple of searches and sent and posted links you know, mm-hmm. commenters, usually commenters are a lot less than the subscribers. I have 4 million right. views. I just went over 4 million views. So a lot of people watch the channel. Um, right. But uh, I, I would say I have a hardcore group of about 100 just super dedicated uh, researchers. And, I, and I, I get everything from them. I just write up what they do. It's, 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 I'm just a stenographer. Um, they are, they are such, so great. Yeah, I didn't. I sort of explained better about this open source investigation that you have all these fellow researchers that are working with you on this. Yeah, people say, George, you have encyclopedic knowledge. <laughs> I, I said, no, I have a pencil that I can write stuff down that people send me, and then you know put it into. And what I do is I put it into a uh, presentation. I put a lot of pictures, so you know a lot of times you see these reports are all text. And it's hard to put things in context. They don't show you the map of where they're talking about. They don't show you any of the background. And um, what I try to do is put it all together. Rather, I put eight stories together quickly, rather than you having to read, you know, hours of of, of news stories. Right, right. Oh, you do an excellent job. All those presentations are wonderful. Just fantastic. I mean, I watch all your videos. Most of them I watch two or three times. You know, to absorb everything that you get, it's just amazing every single day that you come yeah. up with. And it's just because of the amount of searches that my folks are doing, and they find stuff. Like, just recently, just yesterday, they found all this stuff on John Kerry that he also was sending classified information. And he um, had a phone. What most people don't know is... Hillary had an option to use a phone from General Dynamics. It cost $5,000, but it was a BlackBerry. It was a BlackBerry, just like the one she chose, and it was bulletproof. It had been tested up and down by the NSA, and it was approved by the NSA. And she wanted to use her special BlackBerry that was done by her trusted staff, Anthony Weiner's trusted staff, whoever they are. Right. And every time the NSA tried to get her to use it, she said, no, nope, I want to use the one by Anthony Weiner's trusted staff. So, um, and there's there's email to this effect So in WikiLeaks. So it's not my, you know, it's their own their own uh, email saying this. So, and, and then she wanted to... And all this time that you've been doing this investigation, you know, Anthony Weiner has been 
you know, hidden away. And, and, I, and I got for this, too, you know, that, oh, you know, he's just this pervert up there in that apartment and sending, you know, dirty pictures to underage girls and all this kind of stuff, you know, and everybody's just, you know, looking at him as a dumbass. Really, you know, a pervert sitting home there while his wife works and stuff. But that's yeah. not the case, is it? He is in this deeper no. than anybody. Yeah, no. Than I have Well, thought. see, most... Most people forget Anthony Weiner was in the Congress from 1999 to 2011. He was a six-term congressman. So there's a good chance that now the one brothers worked for 80 different congressmen, right? So the Daily Callers reported that, that they worked for 80 different congressmen. There's a good chance them all being Democrats, all being Democrats and knowing Deputy Washington Schultz very well and Jackie Speer very well. Uh, there's a very good chance that Anthony, these Ron brothers, work for Anthony Weiner. Right, right. Yeah. So all the way back to when? You think? Uh, well, uh, I the InsideGov.com, where I looked, it takes the Omar Awan and Imran Awan back to 2004. And then when I look at their property history, it's it kind of goes back to about the different properties they bought goes back to about 2004. And I think the other two Awans don't really exist. I think a bead Awan is really Omar Awan. I've, I've published both of their listings, uh, and they have the same Social Security number. That's usually unusual that two different people would have the same Social Security number. Also issued when they're not when they're born, but you know when they're about 21 or so. Um, and then. Jamal Awan, I don't think ever existed. I think he, they just needed somebody to run around Washington, D.C. and go pick up these people at the airport and go run phones to people, you know, deliver things. And if if Imran was delivering the phone, people would, you know, there's all sorts of cameras all over the place and, and people taking pictures with their cell phones. He could have been picked up. So... They, what I think what they did with the, the placeholder of Jamal Awan was they just kept running people through the house he has in Springfield, Virginia, as the uh, couriers. So it was always these young guys that were 22 or so and running, running around delivering these secure phones. It could be. Now, remember, I, I went to all 12 homes. I went to Washington and Virginia and Maryland, and I went to all 12 homes. I knocked on every door. I got 11 answers out of 12. The last home I knocked on the door, a Marine answered, and I said, have you ever, have you ever heard of Imran Awan? This is his home. This is a million-dollar home, five bedrooms. Lorton, right. Virginia, 9667 Hawkshead Drive, Lorton, Virginia. You know, I was wondering today when, when I heard you say that, a million-dollar home, how does this Marine afford to buy that kind of a home? He's renting it. The Marine's renting, oh, he's renting it. But, okay. but he's got okay, five go ahead, kids. Yeah, no, no, that's yeah. good. a good question. Uh, he's got five <laughs> kids, and he rented it for five years, which really? is another interesting thing. Yeah, five-year rental. How but much anyway, you know? I'm, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you don't but know? I, I don't know how much it costs per month. But um, anyway, this Marine said, I do know Imran. I saw him about a month ago. I said, did you know Abid or Omar or Jamal? No, I've never seen those guys. As a matter of fact, at every home, people said that. They'd only seen him run. Okay, great. They're going to do this again. Okay. Oh, here it comes. Yeah. So so anyway, I said, uh, do you know who I mean when I say Imran Awan? And he said, yes. But he said his name was Alex. He said his name was Alex. I said, oh, okay. Well, 
did he ever leave anything here, or do you ever see him when he was moving out? Do you ever, you know, have any materials, IT equipment? Because there's several articles saying he they were there was 20 burglaries in Congress. The Capitol Wait. Police are studying, are investigating the wants for 20 burglaries. So I thought maybe he left the stuff at the house. Well, he said, as a matter of fact, you're right. There was a big pile of blackberries with government markings. And there was a pile of laptops, four, three or four laptops, government markings. I said, well, what did you do? He said, I called the FBI. I called the FBI. I said, what did they do? They came over and they confiscated all the blackberries with the government markings, and they confiscated all the laptops. And, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. So it could have been, that was a month ago. That was a month ago. So it could have been that they're still delivering these phones to congressmen. They're still delivering them, and they're still doing the BlackBerry Sync hack. Right. So they, they just still left all the laptops piled in this house? What's that? I I said, so they just left all these computers and laptops up in this house? Yeah, What's the that's what he said. Now, now, some people say, oh, did you ever think about the fact that the Marine could be guarding the, the house and the, because uh, I never saw the kids, but, and that the wife is Navy intelligence, you know, guarding the phones. <laughs> you know, did you ever think of that? And I, yeah. I said, you know what? I look this Marine right in the eye, and he's uh, as honest as the day is long, and I just don't believe that scenario. His name is Andre Taggart, T-A-G-G-A-R-T, um, and he is still listed in Jacksonville, North Carolina, which I thought was funny since he's living in Lorton, Virginia. Um, but I, I thought, you know, are they that are they that bold that they would have the Marine – and the wife, who is kind of posing as his wife, Navy Intelligence, and still to this day doling out, uh, doling out these doped blackberries. Are they still doling out these doped blackberries? And are are people in Congress still unsuspecting, getting their email all copied to these Wiener laptops? I can't believe that they would be that bold. Right. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing, but but they're so bold about everything that I don't think anything would surprise me at this point. Well, it could be. It, it's it's going to come out because um, we have a lot of researchers that know a lot about BlackBerry, and oh, really? BlackBerry yeah. sends these. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I have a person who a woman who taught the world security model for BlackBerry uh, okay. to all the uh, partners and so forth. And the BlackBerry has a lot of these switches, switch settings. Mm -hmm. One of the interesting things that came out is you can set a folder. So it's the variable is called PR underscore RIM for RIM, Research in Motion. That's the company in Canada. And then you can say folder ID. And your folder ID can be a one, you know, for Obama. Let's say you were tapping Obama's phone. You could put one for Obama and then set his phone like that. And then you put two for Joe Biden, who also used a BlackBerry. And you could say three for Valerie, uh, Victoria Newland, who liked to do oil deals for Joe Biden's kids. And you could do five. Oh, really? Five. Yeah, oh, yeah. You could do five yeah. for John Podesta, who was another big crackberry kind of hound. And you could do mm -hmm. six for whatever, Bill Clinton's emails. 
Well, it turns out, now people don't know this. Everybody thinks Hillary's, you know, not good with technology. I have, if you search for PR underscore RIM in WikiLeaks, you'll see Hillary Rodham Clinton sending people BlackBerry switch settings. Really? She's she's sending, you can do this right now. You can Google right now on WikiLeaks, and you'll see where she's sending people BlackBerry switch settings. She sends uh, two of Bill Clinton's admins a switch setting for message folder five to put Bill Clinton's emails in. And she sends another one for one of her assistants, Philippe Rhinus, sets uh, the folder ID for three for uh, press, for dealings with the press. And again, she, she, he is sending her switch settings. I mean, that's not easy. You have to go in there and configure your phone and everything and go in there and flip the switches and change the number and everything. It's not like just sending a message. Um, and so I think the impression of Hillary Clinton as a neophyte or a, a not very technical person is also a phase of false. Okay. They were running this BlackBerry Sync kind of hacking or this copy hacking, I guess I'd call it. And they still might be. That's the amazing part. They still might be doing this. Won't any members of Congress talk about talk to anybody about those all one brothers? Well, that's interesting you mentioned that, because there's a an officer at the Congress called the Chief Administrative Officer. And it's just called the CAO, Chief Administrative right. Officer. And I just published it. I just put it out to WikiLeaks. I mean put it out to Twitter. I'm at TruthLeaks. That's my okay. uh, thing. Well, or G-E-O-R-G-W-E-B-B. Right. And these uh, chief administrative officers won't answer the question. And they say, oh, it's privacy. I say, it's not privacy. Oh. It's public record. Well, Where right. do you hire them? We're paying for them with our tax dollars. We have a right to know who the hell they're hiring. Exactly. We don't want to know anything other than their hire date. What day did you hire them? And can we see their I-9 I agreement? Their I-9 agreement would testify what nationality they were, if they were U.S. citizens or not. And uh, if they're citizens of Pakistan, there should be a copy of their visa. So all I ask the chief administrative officer for is the copy of the visa if they're not from the U.S. in, the, in, in their I-9 agreement. And what, what's the date of hire? Right. And so far we've been stonewalled. So far we've been stonewalled. So I just Every today I published the chief administrator officer's names, and what my group does is then starts tweeting at him, saying, "Hey, you should be able to answer when four guys that are making one hundred sixty thousand dollars a year and two wives that are making one hundred sixty thousand a year, you should be able to tell me what six days, six dates of when they were hired. As a taxpayer, I should be able to know what days they were hired because." If they never came to work, and nobody can ever see these guys coming to work, and they uh, were—they uh, don't have a date. Well, a couple of them have a date of termination. Then we have a right to know, as taxpayers, we have a right to know what the heck happened. Right. Do you know if they work for any members of Congress from Wisconsin? Hmm. Uh, I have to think about it for a second. I can't name it right off. Most of them were from California. Like Swalwell, the guy who's talking so much about the Russia hacks right now, he was right, one of right. them. Yeah. Gregory Meeks 
from uh, who's who was voted the most corrupt <laughs> rep in Congress uh, by several watchdogs. Uh, Gregory Meeks was voted. It was one of them. As, as I mentioned, Jackie Spear, uh, Bear Sarah, Bear Sarah from um, Bear Sarah from California, uh, Fresno area. Uh, mainly from the counties that Hillary won, because <laughs> they're all Democrats, remember. So right, they're all Democrats. Right. Yeah. Right. And and the thing is, seeing this, but like as far as these rat lines and as far as these child trafficking and organ harvesting and stuff, that the Republicans are in it just as much, aren't they? Oh yeah. Oh, George Bush was yeah. every bit as worse, or if not worse, you know. Um, no, the the whole thing needs to be overhauled, um, and Completely. Trump unfortunately is kind of moving away from that. Um, oh, now, if he did, if he, well, if he gets rid of he got rid of Comey, which which is a good start, because Andrew McCabe, who's the current guy, hides behind Comey. Right. Um, but if if now a judge, a federal judge, Judicial Watch sued the State Department and for Hillary Clinton's emails over two years ago. Right. A judge said you must produce those emails. Okay, Andrew McKay, mm-hmm. the current director of the FBI, says we're going. We need five years. Yeah. Those emails belong to the people of the United States of America. If you subvert the Federal Records Act, the Federal Records Act says every email you write becomes a public record. Okay, that's right. produced the day you leave office. If you subvert Is that, right? that by, be... oh, okay. yeah, we own those. We own those. Right. If you subvert the Federal Records Act, then those become the property of the United States of America. And we have 19 different people in the State Department that did that. Those, because you subverted the Federal Records Act, does that mean you get five years now to produce the emails? No. Those should be immediately turned over. Well, then some people say, well, there's classified information. We can't do that. It might expose sources and methods. That's where I say publish the metadata. The metadata is just the, who sent it, to whom, what was the subject line, and what was the date, along with all the routing information. So the routing information tells me it went from server A to server B to server C to server D to this location, to this city. So we have the city, we have the time, and that's it. That's all we need. Just publish the metadata. Yeah, because when you get that, I see you that you guys uncover, you know, right where everybody was when this happened, right when you know when when they do this thinking and stuff, and you uncover the dates of when it happened, and then it then it leads to other things that fit into these to this investigation of what they were doing it on would, these dates. Yeah, we build a framework, you know, and it's and we fill it in. It's kind of like a puzzle where you where you do the outside first, you know, the corners. And get right. the sides done, and then you start filling in. So it's, I'd say it's about well, Comey filled in half of it and said that was right, and then the FBI came out with another memo and said another ten percent's right. So I'd, I'd say we got about forty percent to go. Now, if they, Hillary publishes her emails, or if, if if a judge, a federal, well, a federal judge has already said you must produce the emails. But if if McCabe is no longer, if McCabe is no longer the director. And they bring in a different director. The first thing that director should do to gain credibility is publish the metadata for those emails. The first thing to, to get credibility and drain the swamp, publish the emails and just let everybody look at them and say, this is what it is. 
let the chips fall where they may. Let the chips fall where they may. Right, right. Okay. Um, you know, I really... I really want my listeners to understand these rat lines, how they're running in the United States and what hospitals are involved and what, uh, well, all the, like, different, the Veterans Association, Veterans Administration is involved in this drug running and everything and, and, the, and, the, and how they're drugging everybody with these counterfeit drugs, you know, drugging the elderly. Drug. I, want, I want listeners to understand how in-depth this is now in the United States, how this is going in the United States these rat lines, what they're doing to the people in this country. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So, so imagine this. So imagine a Walmart, let's say, okay, with locations all over the United States and a big, big distribution centers uh, and so forth. And let's say, I'm not saying Walmart's involved in this, but I'm just saying you wouldn't need, and Walmart probably has 200,000 employees or 300,000, something huge. To run a rat line, you only need a very small number of people to be involved in the rat line. So if you go back to the uh, to Hillary Clinton uh, and Mina Airport, they were flying guns down to uh, El Salvador, MS-13, and then they were flying drugs back, uh, cocaine, uh, to Mina Airport. And they had a helicopter. The helicopter would fly over to Tyson's Chicken in Van Buren, Arkansas. And then they would have uh, just a few people, not not many, uh, just a few people putting the drugs into baggies and stuffing them in chickens. Okay? In chickens. Now, mm-hmm. people don't believe this, but this is what happened. Now, you put them in a, a freezer pack or something like that, um, and you put a certain marking on that box, whatever it is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, black or you say special chicken or chicken president's chicken or you give it some kind of thing and you make it five times as expensive. President's chicken, let's call it. It's really expensive. Nobody buys it. You know, it's very exclusive, right? Well, then you send it out and then you have a person at each uh, store in charge of president's chicken. And it's, oh, this chicken, man, it's so good. You're going to deliver it. You're going to hand deliver it. So this person's going to go into the semi-truck. You're going to pull the president's chicken off. Now, I don't, now they didn't have this. I, 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 they did use Tyson's. Tyson's was put on the Walmart trucks. I don't know exactly what the markings were on the Tyson's boxes. Okay. But what I'm saying is how few people you need to run a huge distribution network, and you can run a rat line right inside a normal conventional business. That's mm-hmm. the point I'm making. And then that person just runs around with their little, you know, uh, specialty meats truck, and it's a perfect cover for running around and delivering. Uh, uh, you know, you go to different apartment complexes or whatever. Normally, drugs are are distributed out of apartment complexes and 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 so forth because there's a high concentration of people and there's a lot of people moving around and it's not like one house there's houses too that people compromise and put in you know load up the houses with drugs as well but most of the time they, they go into these apartment complexes where you can have like a gang and you can see everybody coming and going there's one way in one way out you can have a couple of guys in the parking lot put the hood up of the car as a signal if there's any kind of police you know you have two or three guys standing by the car they put the, the hood of the car up if, if the police or somebody they, they suspect is there so it's, it's just a good way to distribute drugs and as a matter of fact of these 12 different homes i went to that the awans owned a lot of them fit this 
description that I talked about. And I went to them, and every one of them had this, the three guys with the, the hood, you know, put it up, you know, put it up right by the front end entrance when I was coming in. Of course, I would announce on my, on my, on my uh, video that I'm coming. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, you have the president's chicken or, or, you know, Uncle or Sam's special, whatever, and that gets pulled off the Sam's Club. Let's say that gets pulled off to the side, and out of the Sam's Club, there's one guy who pulls this off. That's how you run a rat line. You only need one guy uh, doing some special program that only we know about. And then if he talks, you have this group of people that are running around and they get rid of you. This is Dynecore. The guy who owns Dynecore, and, and Dynecore has done this all over the world, these rat lines all over the world. The right, CEO they of, all these other countries and then put it into operation in this country. Absolutely. And this is how easy it is to do. If you if you wanted to do it through Tyson's chicken, you stuff the chickens. You can do it through vegetables. You can do it through a lot of people have done it with bananas. Mangoes are another good one. Anything that has a smell that throws the dogs off. In meat, meat's a favorite because, you know, when the dogs start barking at the meat truck, they say, well, what do you expect? The dog's barking at a meat truck, you know. Um, so it's kind of like hidden in plain sight. Uh, so that's that's how the, it's done. Um, you know, there's stories of these houses being full to the top with marijuana and so forth. I really don't follow the marijuana uh, because it's only one hundredth of the value of of um, of heroin and and opiates and so forth. And for my money, I'm sorry, but I, I just want to see marijuana legal so all these opiate overdoses stop. You know, half of them would be would end right. if we had marijuana. But but anyway, that that's how the rat lines run, and it's pulled off that box. You know, let's say I was uh, Hillary flew a whole bunch of or negotiated to have a whole bunch of three pound boxes of mangoes flown directly from Lahore, Pakistan, to Chicago O'Hare Airport. Now, I priced what it would cost me to FedEx a three pound uh, bag of mangoes, hundred eight dollars. Mm-hmm. $108. Well, that's insane, right? If I can only sell it for $18. But that same three-pound thing of mangoes, if it was filled with heroin, these heroin mangoes, it would be $27,000. So what I'm trying to say is it's worth the, it's worth the trouble to hide the drugs because it's, the money is big. Um, and this has a historical precedent. The CIA used to do this with oranges. They used to fill uh, the they used to fill oranges with heroin in Cuba. Uh, no, the heroin came from uh, Turkey through uh, through Italy. Uh, so it's not new. There's nothing new here. It's that uh, the the smell of this limonene limonene is the smell. It throws the dogs off. And then tell us about these counterfeit drugs that the from and in and they're drugging everybody. I mean, they're they're turning everybody into addicts in this country on purpose to kill. Yeah, to well, kill you know, it's 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 the same thing that that there was an operation called Duck Soup uh, in in Vietnam where the Hmong uh, uh, tribe of Chinese that they had the Hmong left China uh, because they were growing opium uh, and then Ch- uh, then Mao took over and so they went to Vietnam or that Laos is actually where they were growing opium and then they were flying the opium CIA was flying in Air America planes over to the demilitarized zone and then giving and getting all these GIs uh, doped on heroin that's where the original heroin epidemics come from 
uh, in the United States was from CIA heroin. So this is just a continuation. What we have now is duck soup in America. Instead of needles, it's it's uh, opiates. It's you know fentanyl, car fentanyl, uh, suboxone that gets people off drugs. Uh, right. And this suboxone you go every day, or or the other one is methadone, where they drink it. So right. it's, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, you yeah, know, I wrote articles on that when they came out with that. You know, the drug. In, I mean, I'm a recovering addict and alcoholic. So when they came out with this, you know, prescribing drugs to to opiate addicts, you know, and I looked into it. I wrote articles how horrible that was right from the start, you know. But now, yeah, that that's a whole other addiction now on the street. Suboxone, yeah, it's a whole. They have to yeah. go five times a week, and they make all kinds of money, and they and they sit with a nurse. Oh, yeah. and the nurse plays cards with you, doesn't do anything, and they charge a whole bunch of money. And and uh, you know, in my series, I talk about that whole business of. You know, dr- using these counterfeit drugs uh, against people that are in critical care or in assisted care or in hospice care or in the VA or in different health systems, and I go through the whole thing. Uh, I just don't have time to go into that here. But but one of the one of the most popular things is animal, uh, what I call animal pharma, not like animal farm, the George Orwell, but animal pharma with P H A R M A. Animal mm-hmm. pharma, because you can bring in drugs for horses and you know other large animals, cows and so stuff, and it's like a hundred times the concentration. Even elephants, which is like a thousand times the concentration. And then what they do is they give them to these poor families. They bring in these immigrants who can barely speak English, and they intimidate the crap out of them. And they have these pill machines, and then they make these pills. Well, the problem is when you have you know, immigrant, you know, people that haven't been, you know, don't have a high school education, um, preparing uh, pharmaceuticals uh, for nursing homes and other, uh, and VA hospitals and so forth, uh, or, or private private hospice care, it's a, it's a recipe for disaster because you don't get the base right and you end up with an overdose. Um, and this and, is what they're, and this, this is, is what they're feeding Americans. Yeah, and the Awan brothers I was talking about actually have an Awan Pharma, you know, Awan Pharmaceuticals, you know. So, I mean, this isn't something where I'm guessing. I mean, I actually publish their, uh, you know, pharmaceuticals page, um, and they're also bringing in rice. Rice, uh, rice is another one that throws people off because... Uh, it has a very, the bags, the burlap bags have a very sweet smell. This basmati bags, basmati mm-hmm. bags have this real sweet smell that throws the dogs off of the uh, drugs coming in that way. So uh, I talk a lot about this guy named Tahir Javid who owns Riceland Hospital. He kind of made his money on rice. If you want to believe that you can buy a whole hospital chain to bring importing rice, well, you know, okay. But, um yeah, and he owns all these convenience stores, and I go into the whole thing. I mean, these these folks, these convenience stores are kind of the, um, you know, they're taught to, if a drug addict comes in with one of those food cards, they say, take the food card, let's say it's a $50 food card, give them $25 in cash, then take the $50 card and go out to Costco or wherever and buy stuff for your store and then, and then mark it up. 
and and Javid to hear Javid was a, you know his thirty of his stores in Alabama were were busted for that uh, you know brokering uh, fraud you know basically EBT card fraud. Um, right. And that's just one state that decided to prosecute. You know, it's happening in almost 50, almost 35 states. He's in. Um, well, we heard in Green Bay, there was a there was a little convenience store and a, a bar that were busted for doing this, buying the EBT cards. You yeah. know, from the people that came in, and so I'm sure you know what's on this rat line that they're involved in this. You know, but at the time, I mean, it got reported and everything in the news and everything, but nobody ever tied it to this. Yeah, I mean, this is what happens in the news is there's one over here that happens and one over here that happens and one over here, and they don't want you to know it's connected. Right. You know, it's, they don't want to be obvious about it and say, oh, here's, here's Walmart cocaine, you know, and, and here's our logo and here's our advertisement, here's our sponsor and here's our spokesperson, you know. They don't want to do that, obviously. They want to make it look as unorganized as possible. But let me tell you, I can say without equivocation, it's a very organized uh, effort. And there's a team of people, of enforcers, that if you do, if you talk about it, you're dead. And there's a lot of deaths that, that you go, why did they kill that person? It doesn't make any sense. That's usually because of the, of the drugs. Yeah, because they've infiltrated all the um, sheriff's departments in all the counties in the United States and everything that they go along with. About a third. About a third? Okay. Yeah, sheriffs are about a third of the counties. Uh, I got a list of about 84 pages of them, uh, but there's 3,000 counties, and people with DynCorp experience is is less than 1,000. So, but they went for the biggest counties first. And like I say, you don't need it for a rat line. All I need is like the I-5 corridor in California. I don't need all the counties in California. I just need those corridors and the state police to be in on it, and we're good to go. I just need from my port or my airport, my my seaport or my airport, to wherever the where I'm making the pills. That's all I need. The rest of it, the rest of the rat line, you know, I can do with these little shuttle services that go up and down the coast. There's a Tortilla Express and whatnot, and, and then the individual people take the drugs from there. Um, but, you know, as far as the bulk, the big shipments, I just need a seaport, and then I need a rat line. Right. And then they're all they're all hooked into, like, the Veterans Administration, the doctors prescribing. There, I mean, I want people to understand, this is the government doing this to you, addicting this whole country on purpose, and then with counterfeit drugs with the... You know, like you're just describing, they could be animal drugs and breaking them down and, and feeding them to our patients and our veterans and our troops. Yeah, most, I would say mostly, I, remember there's like nine or ten different um, uh, US, the VA, uh, Veterans Administration districts. Right. So what you do is you have to infiltrate them one at a time. So in my series, I talk about the Texas one. I talk about the VA, Texas, Arizona. I talk about uh, Maryland, Virginia. Now, are all of them, you know, um, infiltrated? I don't know yet. The investigation hasn't gone there yet. But but Maryland, Virginia, definitely, and then Texas for sure. Um, now, are you going to sell your – now, there, there's some thinking, and there's been news articles about this, where they'll take the counterfeit drugs 
into a, a nursing home or wherever there's people that are older. And these are like half-strength or quarter-strength drugs. They'll take the drugs. They'll take the drug order from the drug company, which is the the, the genuine drugs, right. and they'll swap. They'll swap them, and then those people then sell those drugs on the street, the good genuine drugs on the street, because they're full strength. Well, what happens is the people who are in pain when they're on quarter strength drugs. They start complaining of, of pain. So what happens is the doctor increases their dosage, sometimes doubles their dosage, or sometimes even more over time. And that allows the person that's doing the drug swap to do even more business by getting even more genuine drugs. Sure. Yeah. Okay, tell us about really the organ harvesting. Where, uh, where the, what hospitals in, in, are involved in this? And I know the military hospitals and stuff, too. Well, there's two hospitals in particular that I wanted to focus on, and one is the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, and the other one is Cleveland Clinic in Cleveland. Now, there, you know, I, I had contacts in both cities, and I also had a contact in Pittsburgh, and then there was uh, unusual situations that happened in all cities uh, and where people then decided not to meet with me, so I can't really prove those. But I can tell you for sure that Mayo Clinic has a relationship in a hospital in Dubai, United Arab Emirates, and Cleveland Clinic has a relationship with in Abu Dhabi, which is uh, the second largest city in United Arab Emirates. And I can say for certain that in the United Arab Emirates, there's all kinds of organ harvesting. And the kids are coming from Syria. Their kids are coming from the Aleppo area. They're coming from down in the, the Homs area. Uh, and uh, the, the cute kids are being child trafficked, and the ugly kids are, are organ donors. And there are videos. I mean, Alex Jones and other people are, are uh, showing these now, and they're gruesome. We're live organ harvesting. I mean, it's just, you know, a little girl, there's a nine-year-old girl where she has her kidneys taken out and while she's living, and she sees her friend on the other gurney who's dead now that she saw um, like three minutes before that was alive with the organs out. And then she also sees the pile of dead bodies as she's being thrown on the uh, operating table to have her. And she's just pleading, you know, not to have her organs taken out. Um, and it's pretty gruesome. I, I couldn't watch it anymore. I mean, it was it was so bad. And I'd, I'd been reporting this about 100 days ago, maybe 150 days ago. And I got a lot of flack from people saying it doesn't exist, it doesn't exist, it doesn't exist. And I quoted a lot of government people, and I showed a lot of pictures, just single still pictures, because I didn't want to put links into the videos. And and now Alex Jones put the videos up last night, and it's it's just... I know it's horrible, and I know, you know, doing this research, it is horrible to have to look at this stuff. But we have to. Yeah. This little girl screaming. This little girl screaming. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't watch it anymore. It was like, that's it. I know it. And And I think that's a big part of it, how they keep this covered up. This stuff they are doing is so horrifying and disgusting and appalling that not many people can look at this stuff. Yeah, it's just because the big problem, the big problem, Evelyn, is that a child kidney can be put into an adult and it will grow to size. Oh, really? I know that. Yeah. 
that's the problem. And then same thing's true with the liver. So uh, it's not true with the heart, um, but it is true with the liver as well. So uh, that makes children uh, a special uh, target of this stuff. And um, um, it's just really, it's really sad. And, and Syria right now is, uh, the current foreign minister says there's been 30,000 uh, uh, kids. It, Most of them are children. Yeah. Right. Victimized. And then the ones who say that ones, the good-looking ones, they take for child trafficking. But when they're done with them with child trafficking, they usually murder them and take the organs then, don't they? Right, right, right. And yeah. it's usually about when they hit about 20. Well, some, some of them are sold when they get too old to be... Like the the UAE and the the sheikhs like the girls about six or seven, uh, and then because when they start getting thirteen, fourteen, they can fight back. So then they get sent to Europe, and then they're farmed out in Europe and so forth. And some of them make their way to Jeff Epstein's island if they're really cute. Uh, you know, he picked up he picked up three girls that were uh, thirteen. I think he got his from 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 Kosovo, but. Um, but, yeah, some of them make their way back when they're 13, 14, back to the United States and back to Europe. Yeah, so we go over and we overthrow countries, and then we, and then we, all we do is we steal the, kill the people and steal their bodies, steal their children, put them into traffic. It's, 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 not, it's not the military. It's not most of the people. Like I said, a rat line is only one out of 100 people, and it happens between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m., and it's it's the guy in the back with the beard and the glasses and the baseball hat that, you, that is in the picture, but he's way in the back. That's the nurse anesthetist that's that's you know putting the kids to sleep. They used to they used to use this for they have kids for uh, retarded kids and stuff because they were right. being harvested for their organs, and they thought, well, there's a ju- justification. I'm letting some beautiful child live because you know I'm taking the you know organs of a you know a mentally uh, disabled person but now in syria it's, it's beautiful little kids i mean if you see oh, the, the videos alex jones put up it's beautiful little kids oh i know it i know it you know and in our it's going to be time to end the show but i want to take a minute to to thank you george for you know um politely instead of when music starts playing and i never get a chance but yeah. you are doing such a wonderful investigation and you have uncovered the worst scandal in human history Please keep yeah. up the good work. All right. George. Thanks, Evelyn. Thank you, George. Okay, people. Well, I hope you learned something this week. Um, I, I, I didn't learn much because I watch his videos every single day. But um, we'll have him back again, I hope, soon and as it unfolds. So we will see you next week. Goodbye. I feel so helpless and confused. Because I hear screaming on the left.